Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Lord, we don't know how many more opportunities we will have to be in church, to preach, to be in your presence like this whilst here on earth. So we thank you for this one. Help us to do our very best, Lord, and to make the most of the chance you give us time and time again. We worship you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your great blessing. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. You may be seated, please. Luke 15, and uh, we're going to read from verse 11. How many are thankful that he's the Lord that healeth us? Hallelujah.
receive your healing right now. Healing your life. Healing your body. Healing your soul. Healing your mind. Healing everything that concerns you.
You may be seated. Luke 15. We are studying the very important subject, delusions. Last week we looked at more delusions. And today we are looking at even more delusions. Hallelujah. A delusion is the principal weapon of the devil to fight God's people. Now, anytime you have an army that is overwhelmingly larger and overwhelmingly more sophisticated and more powerful than you are, it would be advisable for you not to try to engage in a regular kind of warfare. Are you listening to me? If you come up against a very overwhelming force, it would be in your interest not to engage the enemy. But, if you do make the mistake of engaging the enemy, like Saddam Hussein did, after you have been defeated, all you need to do is to resort to another kind of warfare. And with that kind of warfare, you can win the war. You see, the straightforward war, you cannot win. Because the powers that are coming are clearly bigger than you. They are mightier than you. I mean, submarines, nuclear-powered submarines under the sea, they are just lying around the sea, around where you are. And they will be sending out missiles, 1.5 million dollars each, and they will launch 75 a day. You get it? To come to your city. I mean, what do you have to say about it? And all these nuclear submarines are lying, British, American, French submarines are lying, apart from that, uh, aircraft carriers. You know? And aircraft carriers, I was once on a flight with a, a man who was going to Saudi Arabia or somewhere. He was an American and he was going to repair the air conditioner in one of the uh, aircraft carriers. And they have 5,000 people on board, you know, in one ship, with a lot of aeroplanes and a runway, a runway to land and take off, and a storage space so that after you've landed, we put you under, the planes under. I mean, real planes with... Huh? You want to fight with such a thing? You know, you can't fight it. You understand what I'm saying? But there is a way to fight a big enemy. You get it? And that way has been done many times in the natural. And the devil is using that method. Because the army and the powers that are with God and with God's people are overwhelmingly greater than any force of Satan, wizard, witches, occult power, name it, whatever. 
we are coming with nuclear you see when we mention the blood of jesus it's more than aircraft carrier Flying forces are arrested in the atmosphere when you mention the blood of Jesus. When you mention the name of Jesus, they start to tremble. The demons will be shivering. They'll be shaking. And it's not easy for them, you know, and then when we start to sing praises, and God Himself begins to inhabit the praises, it's not easy for them at all. Some years ago, when we started fight, um, praying here, some two old ladies came to see the owner of the cinema and said to him, The people who are praying here, we want you to stop them from praying. So he was listening quietly, the Lebanese man. Then, afterwards, he came and said to me, people have said that there are witches in Kolegono, but now I've seen it myself. <laughs> he said to me, he said, people have said it, but now I've seen it myself. They want you to stop. He said, because of that, I'm now allowing you to pray more in the place. You don't have to pay anything. Just come and pray. So when we start to release the power, the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And Luther said, nuclear submarines not availeth much. Uh-huh. Tanks, Black Hawks, helicopter, Rambo helicopters. When we get to certain places, there's something that we call the Kryptos man. When you start to deploy such weapons in the atmosphere, then you see that Satan is beginning to shiver. He's shaking. Is beginning to take chloroquine. So, all over the world, you know, you would have thought that because America has so much money and so much military power, they could have just walked into any place and just ruled the place. Oh, it's not like that. Because there's another way to fight. And that way is to use deceptions and delusions. The intern I'm preaching about delusions. Because there's another way to fight. And the devil is using that way. Because he knows he, he doesn't, if he likes, he should identify himself clearly and stand here and we shall see. But he knows. That is why he comes like an angel of light. Something we can rebuke. One day, I was casting out demons from a certain young lady. About, I don't know how many, 38 demons or so. But they were coming out. But a time came, during the whole session, 
A time came when they started to go out one by one. Last, this, that, lies, procrastination. They were one, two, three. Then it got to a place I said, Come out in the name of Jesus. Then the young lady looked at me and said, Are you quenching the spirit? <laughs> you know, that, that was, I mean, just as we were uh, getting into the, the, she looked and said, Are you quenching the spirit? When she said that, I became confused. So, hey, is it the Holy Spirit or a demon? <laughs> you see, the demons knew that what was coming to cut. That day, I say more than 38 days. Look, that's the first time I felt the power of God physically in my body. After that experience, I had my, my body was divided into half like that from here to here, where I had laid hands, it was like um, as some kind of electric power had gone through me on the side. I was a student. I didn't even know what the power of God was. But after that experience, for the next couple of days, I had that experience because then we had laid hands. It wasn't an easy thing. But she just, are you quenching the spirit? <laughs> And uh, I became confused. Uh, you see, the devil has different weapons. So when the main ones are not working, then he comes to other areas. Deceptions, delusions, confusion, guilt, different things that are not clear-cut anymore. So you may have thought that America should have won every war, everywhere, all the time, but it's not so. If you look at what's happening in Iraq, you see that they are now killing more every day. One, three, two. One, two, three, two, one. It's exactly what happened in Vietnam. They won, then they were killing them. One, two, then they were standing more. Two, three, they were hiding in the bush. They come. This, if you watch Rambo, you see all those uh, stories. <laughs> They killed them small, 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 until one of the president decided that when we add all, I mean, about 60,000 of them, they killed all of them. They said, pull out of the whole place. They pulled out. A very powerful army. They pulled out in defeat with their tail between their legs. Another place where it wasn't easy for them is Mogadishu, Somalia. They ran with their tail between their legs out of the place. Because, not because the people there have anything. No, they don't have anything. But they fought them in another way. And they waited for the main troops. 20,000 troops came and they went. When they went, then they started something. They were inside the system. Oh, that's why the Americans are afraid to go to Liberia. Haven't you seen them? They'll go to Iraq, but Liberia, calculation, negotiation, talking. They fear the place. <laughs> One day, I was reading a Newsweek and uh, a newspaper. British soldiers were in, uh, in Sierra Leone, guarding, fighting. Then, the guy was in the uh, place, the British compound. Then out of the bush came 
as a Sierra Leonean, and he came to the British soldier wearing a British uniform. He said, the one who was wearing this, I've killed him, and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's all. And they were afraid. And they used tactics like that to bring fear. Meanwhile, you have more power. You see, I tell you, that's the fight that the devil is fighting with us. So, things that are not true, we believe they are true. Things that are not so, we think they are so. And through certain delusions and deception, he's fighting us. That's why the Bible says, beware of the wiles of the devil, not of the power. There is nowhere where you see God warning you about the power of the devil. He warns you about the wiles, which is the tricks and deceptions and the lies of the devil. That is what you have to you have. That's what we are fighting. We have an overwhelming majority, overwhelming power, overwhelming firepower. Nothing can stand before the church. And that is why when the church is being defeated, it's defeated from within. Ah! Members will rise from within. Pastors will rise from within. Right in. You know, when Jesus said that, the hand of he that betrayed me is at the table. It's on the table with me. That means that, you see, the people couldn't take him, but somebody on the table, whose hands are on the table with me, is going to rise up against me. That's the only way that they could take Jesus. And when they were coming for him, he said, the son of man goeth. <laughs> After going, I'll go. Because the scripture must be fulfilled. Even when he was going to die, he said, I must get to Jerusalem quickly. Because it cannot be that a prophet will perish outside Jerusalem. You are just fulfilling scriptures. But I will allow you to fulfill them. But woe to him by whom the scriptures are being fulfilled. Make sure you are not being used to fulfill certain scriptures. And they say many are called, but few are chosen. Make sure that you are not being fulfilling, fulfilling such a scripture. So the enemy is fighting us not with great weapons but little tricks. When they say come, is it necessary to come? What is it? Let's meet. Why should we meet? Is it necessary to meet? Are we not meeting too much? You see, it always and the devil comes with righteousness. You see, let me show you something. The people who oppose Christ to the end were Pharisees. And the Pharisees, you know, they were the most zealous. You see, they were zealous people. As for demons, they immediately cry, we know who you are. You are the son of God. This and that. Don't, immediately they tremble and ask for mercy immediately. But with the Pharisees, they took him up squarely. You see, they were the people who were waiting for the return of Christ, the Pharisees. More than the Sadducees didn't, the Sadducees were the laborers. They didn't believe in resurrection. They don't believe in, in so many things they didn't believe. But the Pharisees believed in everything. And they believed in the Messiah. And when the Messiah showed up, it wasn't easy for the Messiah. So the zealous guys with scriptures and with rules and various things where the people who opposed in their Jesus said, you said the scripture, they testify of me. You do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power. And deception 
You know, Jesus will heal on Sunday and then they will take it up. This law says we shouldn't work on Sunday. Therefore, why are you working on Sunday? Because if you are running a clinic and you are healing people on Sunday, is it the right thing? You know, and it's like they have moved into error. Even you and I can see that it's some way. Somebody is being healed because he's being healed on Sunday. We have forgotten about the healing. The main issue is that it's Sunday. We are healing the guy on Sunday. The deception is very wild. So we need light. And one of the ways we fight against deception, and all of us are suffering from delusions. Me, I, I realize that I can easily be deceived about so many things. You know, and I'm always praying for, for forgiveness all the time. At first I used to say, me, I don't pray for myself. These days I'm most of the time just praying for myself. Just praying for mercy every day. <laughs> are you listening to me? So very briefly today, we are going back to this boy. You know, this guy, I tell you about the self The prodigal son. <laughs> now this guy, again you see, again you see the devil very clever. He knows that once you are in your father's house, no problem. No problem. If only we can get you to come out outside can you come up come 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 there's something nice here come. Oh. and he knows if he can get you to come out it's all going to be over and so he'll tell you there's nothing wrong what's wrong so this boy Bible says a certain man had two sons know that when they are bad boys they are always good boys so if you are a bad boy they are good ones that's why they were two and the younger of them said to his father, Father, divide unto me the portion of good that falleth to me. And he divided unto both of them his living. And not many days after, the younger of them gathered all together, not even leaving some savings. If he had left some, it would have been better. And he took his journey into a far country, as far from his father as far from his church as far. there are some people they leave this church and they want to go to church far away somewhere far from where you are known and he took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance on riotous living and when he had spent all there arose a mighty famine and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks which the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he began to think correctly. For all this time, he had not been thinking correctly. All this time, he had been suffering from deceptions, delusions, thinking in the wrong way. But when he came to correct thinking, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have enough to eat and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and I will go to my father and I will say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against thee, 
and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was yet a great way off, a great way off, his father saw him and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And he said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against thee. I'm no more worthy to be called thy servant. Before he could ask for the demotion, his father said, bring forth. I see God bringing forth certain things for you. <laughs> bring forth the best robe. It's amazing. How God thinks is not how we think. He should have brought forth a, best, a robe, but not the best robe. He should have brought forth something, but not the best one. But he brought the best one for this boy. And he said, and bring forth a ring. And put a ring on his hand. And shoes on his feet. And bring forth the cutted, fatted calf. Kill it and let us be merry. And the Bible says, and they began to be merry. And the older brother came from the field. He was a very zealous brother. Also working very hard. He was not a type who does bad things. He was very fruitful. Fruitful believer school. He came from Fruitful Believer School. He came home and uh, he heard the music. And he heard the sound of music and dancing. And he called one of his father's servants and said, What meaneth this? And he said, Thy brother is come home and there is rejoicing at home. And he was angry and would not go in. There's another deception. We have not yet come there. Now listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Today I just want to be very... Um, brief and share with you what I'm sharing with you is you could call it you said what you didn't say you said what you didn't say now when we look at this boy when he went out I mean is there anything wrong with what he did if you really want to be objective, is it wrong to travel? How many of us here would like to travel? Your father's house is in Ghana, but you want to travel. And how many of us here want to travel to a far country? A far country like England, raise your hand. Receive 27 visas in Jesus' name. All right. How many would like to travel to United States of America? Receive 33 visas in Jesus' name. <laughs> Do you believe in such things? All right. So, you people who are sitting here, you all want to travel to a far country. Is your father from England? Is your father from United States of America? Then how come you want to go to that far place? Delusions. <laughs> you see, the delusion this young boy was suffering from was that there was something somewhere that he didn't have where he was. So he was going to find that thing and he would be better off. So when I analyzed this story, you know, and then he was in the peaks. He was, when he was going, if you go through the story, you realize that at no point did this boy say anything bad to his father. Nothing, he never said anything bad. He spoke neither good nor bad. 
he just went, he just, he just asked his father, can I have my portion of the inheritance? Is there anything for me? And yeah, because these days, and I will say to all of you, you know, wills, you can challenge will for a long time, for years. People inherit things, they never enjoy it. So if you are, whilst the child is alive, you can give it to the child. It's, it's better. It's better than a will. You know that this one, I'm giving it to this person, and you have it. You give it whilst you are alive. Say, hey, take. Give unto me the portion. My goods, that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. You get it? Most of the time in Ghana, why we can't do that is because of our polygamy. We are afraid. And there are other hidden things. Forgive. Now, so the boy, he didn't do anything. If we sit down to discuss, Auntie Philippa, you are a grown-up. I don't know whether he did anything wrong. Your children, have your children traveled to any far country? Pardon? <laughs> yes, they have. How far? One is in England and the other is in the United States. Far away like that? What, have they done something wrong against you? No, they haven't. They haven't, but they have come far. Far away from their father. Eh? So you see, if I'm, if I'm using this as my evidence... What I'm showing you is that there are people who travel far. It doesn't mean anything bad. I don't know why you are making a bad case out of this. I've traveled and you are trying to say something. You understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But that's why I'm preaching to you. You said what you didn't say. <laughs> the thing that you didn't say, you said it. You said it in another way. You said it by your actions. By your actions, you said what you didn't say. Because you knew you didn't want to say it. So by your very actions, you said all the things that were in your mind and in your heart. And that is why the boy, it was in the pit style that he said, I have sinned. Nobody told, nobody counseled him. He himself knew that he was wrong. And he himself said, in his heart, far away. That I will arise and I will go to my father. Because if you have traveled, Auntie Philippa, if your children come home to you, will you say, will they come and kneel down? Whenever they come to visit, they come and kneel down and say, I have sinned against heaven and against thee. <laughs> no, they don't. For going to England, forgive me. No, they don't. They don't. So there's nothing wrong. Oh, there's nothing wrong. Is that not so? But there was something wrong. There was something wrong. There was something wrong. You see, most of us feel that we are free because we haven't said what we were going to, what we didn't say. I didn't say, so I'm okay. But I want you to know that many times by what you actually do, you are saying what you didn't say. And that is why he had to say, I have sinned. Against heaven. Mindoya hadn't said anything bad. And he hadn't done anything technically wrong. Why do you think it, it's painful when people go out of the church? 
why do you think? You think about it. We are all in the church. We are all flowing. Then one day, you just leave. And then we say, oh, why? Where is he? Where has he gone? Ah, he says he's not coming to church again. Why? Ah, he didn't say. I saw the body of Christ is big, and we are building the body of Christ. Here's the body of Christ, here's the body of Christ, and here's the body of Christ. All our body of Christ. You don't understand what I'm saying, is here. Understand it. Me preach for long. <laughs> so by the things, and it affects all of us. You see, all of us, we have technical reasons for everything. But what we didn't say, we are saying in another way. When a person goes, well, because I'm a pastor and I've had people come and I've had people leave me, what do I feel when people go? What do I feel? I'll tell you what I feel. I feel rejected. I may have a thousand members, but if one goes, at least one I know. Some I don't know, and then they go. So I didn't know you were here. I didn't know you've gone. So it's it's almost equalization. (laughs) But I knew you, and then you also knew me. And then you just went. And then when we talk to you, oh, I, you know, I'm I'm not coming. Why? What do I feel? I feel rejection. I feel sad. Most of the time, they don't say anything. But after a while, you begin to hear little bits and pieces. So even when they don't say anything, you know they are saying something bad to you. That you are some way. You are like this. That is why we are. That's why I'm leaving. I can't stand your things. And then they want to make it worse by coming to say a lot of people are leaving because of this. A lot of people have left because of this, because of that. They are saying you are not a good. If somebody leaves this church and goes to Word Miracle Church, Bible Church, or leave this church and go to Central Gospel Church. Or leave this church and go to Assemblies of God. Or leave this church and go to... It's also a church. But it's like something has made him change his mind. And say that this church and this guy, I don't want to be in this place. I'm going to this place. It's a message. I swear, I don't want to swear before heaven and earth. No, no, I don't have to swear. Forgive me, Lord, for swearing. But it's a message. I tell you, even house help when they go, house help when they go, it's like they are trying to say that you are some wild witch woman in the house. Nobody can stay with you. Hey, terrorist, madam, a terrorist. Say, now one taken with time, and she will do something to you. We can eat in the house, Gary and salt. No food. When she's annoyed with us, we don't eat. (laughs) So when somebody is leaving, 
And I've heard many, many things. Don't say, oh no, there's nothing. I just feel led by the Spirit. The Spirit is leading me to leave the church and I, I just follow the leading of the Spirit to go. But you see, you have, a, you have a feeling in you. And those of you who haven't felt it, you will feel it. Because Jesus said, the Son of Man must first be rejected. If you are going high in God, you will experience rejection. So, I come to stand on stage, I'm battling in my mind. It's like I'm not called. You see, because I'm not called. Because Sister So and So said I wasn't called. When she was going, she said I wasn't called. And she said they had a meeting in the hostel and they were discussing whether I was called or not called. And when they analyzed, they felt that I was not called. So they went. I had a worship leader. He left me. So how do you think I felt? Because I was a worship leader here. And he, was, he went there and he was received immediately as a worship leader. So I felt so bad that there is something bad about me that makes, has made that person leave. <laughs> then another church came and preached a message that when people leave you, it's a sign of bad leadership. <laughs> so, you see, in such an era where people are maybe, maybe leaving, this one is leaving, saying then there are also somebody starting his poop and explaining why people leave churches and that it's a sign of bad leadership. It wasn't long before. Not, it was long, but it came. When people also left. And it wasn't just people, but the main people left. And then they have to use that same ruler. So that it's a sign of bad leadership. <laughs> you have to apply it to yourself now. <laughs> it wasn't easy, I tell you. If you are a woman, and a man leaves you, I won't marry you. Maybe he's in a relationship with you. You see, you have to ask yourself that why do people become heartbroken? Oh, 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 that morning, John. Uh-huh. 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 You see, they, they go through certain things. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. You see, and the person may say, when you ask the person, say, please, why? 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 Why are you going? Why are you doing this to me? There is no reason as I say that. (laughs) It's what I've decided. (laughs) I said, you said what you didn't say. You said what you didn't say. What you didn't say, you said it. <laughs> and I, I, stop crying. I say, I feel, I've, I feel this leading of God to stop this relationship. <laughs> so I have stopped it. <laughs> I said, you said what you didn't say. Oh, you don't understand my preaching. Still, you still you don't understand the preaching. You have left the young lady. So what should she say? Maybe you are saying that you are not beautiful. So the lady will go and look in the mirror. I'm not nice, you see. Eh? He doesn't like me. Eh? 
<laughs> and you'll be wondering. <laughs> because you are saying something or you don't understand what I'm saying. So the sister is now one. So sometimes you see a very beautiful girl and she doesn't think she's beautiful. Because the message that she had, you know, it was wider than any words that were ever spoken. I don't, look, I say, look, I say that. This relationship, I came and I said, I'm going. Extrapolating. So when you walk out, you see, that's why the boy said, I have to go back. He said, I have sinned. Because as he was going out of his father's house, he was, he said, Look, I'll show you. See, the way things are being run here, and the way things are being run here, you know, this is not how it's done now in this era. We are modern, we are doing things. You see, the old man is now. Old people, you know, they don't know how to do modern things. Oh, yeah. So, as you go, you are telling you are damning him. Although you are not saying you are damning, he said, that, Damn old man, a cake, whatever. I think we shall stay here and then we perish. When things are moving on, and it's a dynamic in the last days, people will be traveling and moving around. And we said, Damn old man, <laughs> see you later, alligator. I'm going out there for field work. Oh, yeah. So you are saying what you didn't say. You are saying it. Do you understand what I am preaching about? You are moving with a sister. You are also saying you haven't said anything. So you don't know why she is thinking that. But the movements are such that you are saying what you didn't say. Oh, you don't understand it still. <laughs> Listen, I'm preaching. I'm still preaching. I haven't finished preaching. Your husband comes home. You've made your face. Up. I said, what is wrong? Nothing. So why have you made? I haven't made. 
and you are saying what you didn't say you are saying I'm annoyed when they hold you like that no way but you are saying what you didn't say when your cadaveric spirit comes you are more than beef that has been put in the freezer <laughs> you are saying I don't like you I don't want you I'm not interested you are saying I'm selfish and I'm thinking about myself you see this boy he didn't say anything bad I'm telling you you can ask Auntie Philippa her children are just the same as this particular they have all traveled to a far country there's nothing wrong with that but you see there is sometimes a message in your silence I'm going to show you a scripture about Noah you see the Bible said Noah he didn't say anything he just built his ark but the Bible says that by building the ark he condemned the world by the building of that ark by that act and by that building of that ark, by the which he condemned he spoke condemnation all of you are, as you see me nailing you see me nailing like that you are dead you are dead I tell you you are finished this as he was nailing the last roofing sheets and as he was nailing the last door, he was saying that a, a countdown begin. Turn with me to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet. Huh? Are you in Hebrews 11 verse 7? Are you there? Church is almost over in case you are feeling sleepy. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness which is by faith. I tell you when Noah built that ark every nail that he nailed into that wood every piece of rubber board that he gathered together to build that he was speaking a word and so you may not have said anything but you have said it all by not saying anything and by just your actions you sit in a church we preach to you a thousand messages we preach about parables of the treasure man, something, uh, this, and uh, 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 what is it? Uh, uh, what is the, um, your, my time, your time, the time, and shepherd's camp, and what have you. Shabbat, Zelu, Alos. I mean, we preach a thousand messages. We titrate it in different ways, and we do all kinds of rearrangement of these messages and present them to you time after time, Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday after Tuesday, and then you'll still be there like that. 
You haven't said anything. It's true. But what you are saying is that I don't believe. I don't, sometimes you are even saying I don't like your message. I don't like your preaching. Sometimes you are saying you are a liar. Some of you should have been full-time ministers, but you are not full-time. I don't want to lie to you. I'm just telling you something you should have been, but you are not. You are, you've been out of the will of God. You are out of the will of God. Maybe the will of God for you has even changed because sometimes when you go out of the will of God, it changes. The will of God, because the coming back is not reversing. You know, sometimes you go to a place, you, there's, you don't re- to go out of that place, you must go forward. You didn't understand what I'm saying. There are some places where you go and you don't reverse. When you are coming out of that place you have gone into, you go forward to come out. <laughs> Somebody should hear what I'm saying. God is speaking to people. God is speaking to people. the will of God. But I see some of the people, some people have, have been invited. Would you like to work in a church? No. Some of them, what they are saying is that they have not said it. I was saying that nobody, you see, we, we don't say bad things in our culture. We don't, I mean, if there is something, we just go around. You see, Nigerians are a little different. So, uh, Nigerian will tell me, that, uh, you go to ministries and you say, oh, I need this paper, I need this document, and so on, and you don't know why it is delaying. They will just be doing something. Nigeria, they say, oh, settle us now. You just, how much it costs. Pay this and then you go. But Ghana, we also want the payment, but you know, we just be saying, uh, you see, tomorrow I have a meeting, so I can't, cause you say the thing, like, bring money, it will happen now. <laughs> but in our culture, we don't say a lot of things. Just be going like this. Some of the people asked, all that they were saying is that I, I can't trust myself to you to work for somebody like you. Oh, yeah. You were saying I prefer to work for. You know, I remember one day we had a, a pastor's meeting. I was talking about full time. You know, there was a time I was really struck. Now I have a lot of people coming full time. I'm even trying to hold some of them back. But there was a time I struggled to get people to work for, for the Lord. I to talk, preach, and have various type of sermons. When I had a meeting, I said, look, why don't you be a full-time? And he said, well, what is it? And that particular person was working at the bank. So I said, look, whatever the bank is going to pay, we'll pay. And still she said, no, no. <laughs> it's not the money <laughs> this church to come and work in the church you didn't say anything but what does it mean Saki, what, 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 does it, what does it mean we heard it when you was quiet we heard it you were said what you didn't say and you were saying that I cannot trust you it's not even the money but I prefer the security of the bank than to this small group of people that you don't know what will happen tomorrow You won't become a pastor. Some of you are saying so many things to God. I don't believe you. That's why when you go to heaven, the judgment that is waiting for us, you see, the severity of judgment is based on what you have been given. That's why Jesus said that woe to Bethsaida and Chorazin and all this. If the miracle that had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, 
were done here, they would have changed. In other words, the extent of anointing that came to you, and still you didn't change. Hey, Sodom and Gomorrah were better. Because they didn't have such an anointing. And, and although they were bad, but they didn't have such, such a thing. Many of us will receive a severe judgment. Severe rebuke from the Lord. Because we heard and we heard and we heard. But we said in our heads, you are a liar. You see, some of you are not saying it openly to me. But you are telling me you are a liar. Some of you are telling me, eh, you, one day, so one day somebody said, it, said, oh, but as for you, your father has money. So if you don't, if you don't work, you know, you will get money. You know, so, but that was in, that is in the mind of other people. They are thinking in their head, how about you? You have this and you have this and that. That's why you are telling people. But you, you say it, but you said it. In another way, by your life's behavior. That's why when the prodigal son came, he said, I'm sorry. Although he hadn't said anything. He hadn't done anything. He hadn't done any wrong. Because what he had done, Auntie Philippa's children have done exactly the same. And she's telling us that they haven't done anything wrong. So... You know that technically there's nothing wrong. You said what you didn't say. And God will hold you for what you didn't say. If you think that you are safe behind it, you better come to your senses now. I know that you see some of us are downright disobedient children of God. We are downright disobedient. I want to say something. If you've been in the church for a long time, you are not a shepherd and you are not progressing along a certain line. You know, I want to tell you quite frankly and quite honestly that you don't believe what is being preached. That's what you are. I mean, you actually don't believe it. You don't, you don't like it. You don't believe it. And God is saying to you, be careful. Although you haven't said much and you haven't done anything that seems to be really wrong, in your heart, when you come to yourself, you will say, Bishop, I want to tell you, you know, that I have been some way. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Turn with me to First Samuel. I'm ending. I told you I will not preach for long. Are you there? Now. First Samuel chapter 2. We are going to see another man who also didn't say much. It wasn't easy for him. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 22. Now Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto Israel and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he said unto them, Why do you such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all these people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay them. And the child Samuel grew and was in favor with the Lord and also with men. Verse 27. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto... Now, has Eli said something to his children? Did he say, did he warn them? In this story, did he warn them? Did he speak to them? But listen to what God said. And there came a man of God unto Eli and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altar to burn incense? Verse 29, Why kick ye at my sacrifice, which I have commanded? 
in my habitation and honorest thy sons above me to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all my all the offerings of my people look at me everybody this is the man who has just rebuked his children but god is saying that you are honoring your children above me in other words you honor these people have more honor than god even though he had rebuked them god was saying that you should have gone further you should have gone further there's more that you should have said and you see god will hold you for what you didn't say even though you, you think you've said it and listen to one of the most frightening rebukes you can ever hear to a person you learn. look at what they are coming to tell him why because he didn't speak he spoke but there were some things he didn't say which he could have said but he didn't say and he will be held for that wherefore the lord god of israel said i said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me but now the lord said this shows that you can actually change your mind even if you said something he said be it far from me for them that honor me i will honor and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed hey did he lightly esteem god did he dishonor god but god is saying you did not honor me even though your actions and everything doesn't look like that really to that extreme point god is saying that even the fact that you didn't even say still that is what you are doing you are actually dishonoring me even though you haven't said with your mouth that I, I honor my children i take my children above god my children are this i despise god nobody has opened his mouth in this church to say i despise god even eli when his children died he he was very sad but when the ark of the lord was taken he fell over and died he had more zeal for the work of god even than for his own family and still god was holding him and saying that you you are actually saying that you despise me you see a lot of us we despise god you despise the ministry you value Barclays, Bank, Standard Chartered, Vol- Volta, River Authority, Valco, this, that, all these jobs. You, you, you honor them higher than God and despise God's work. But many of us look down on the work of God. When you say it's a priest or it's a pastor and whatever, you, you look down and say it's a full-time pastor. You, you despise it. Founder, you've never said, you've never opened your mouth to use those words in the church or in society. You don't say, I despise. If you don't despise it, why haven't you taken it? If you don't despise, why wouldn't you want your child to, to have it? There are people who despise Kolegon. They say, I won't come to church in this area. I'm about this area. You only open your mouth to say, I despise the area or I despise certain people. But that's what is in your heart. And that's what you are saying. Even though you haven't said, God said that thou honorest thy son. Thou despise me. Anyone who despises me, I also despise him. It's scary to know that God judges you even for the things you haven't said. But you are actually moving in that way. And that's what this boy came to a conclusion. He said, you know, I haven't said all those things, but I'm saying them. I didn't say, but I'm saying. Who do you honor? This is one of the most devastating rebukes anybody can ever get. Not even rebuke, but curses. He said, be it far from me. I've changed my mind. For them that honor me, I will honor. They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house. And there shall not be an old man in thy house. Why? Why? Did he ever open his mouth and say, I despise God? Did he ever open his mouth and say, I don't esteem God? No, but he said it by his action. And the action was not restraining his sons. 
Although he has said something, but it wasn't to that extent. Did he ever open his mouth? Me, I don't, I, I, I dishonor, I honor this and I don't. No, 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 we don't open our mouth to say such things. But we actually mean them and think them in our hearts. I told you I won't preach for long. You've all stopped shouting now. There will not be an old man. Then he said, Thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation. In all the wealth which God shall give Israel, there shall not be an old man in thine house forever. And the man of thine, whom I shall not cut off from mine altar, shall be to consume thine eyes and to grieve thine heart. And all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. That means that you, the people with the children, they will die and the people will die at a certain prime time of their lives in the flower of your age. And this shall be a sign unto thee that shall come upon thy two sons, Hophni and Phinehas. In one day shall die both of them. And I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left in thine house shall come and crouch to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread and shall say, Put me, I pray thee, into one of the priest's offices that I may eat a piece of bread. Are you there? Are you there? And you see, when they died, you get it? Uh, Turn to 1 Samuel chapter 4. Have you heard of Ichabod? Huh? Ichabod. You get it? Ichabod. That is... Uh, okay, sorry, it's First Samuel chapter 3. Verse 13. Uh, Samuel's prophecy. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears or ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all those things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. Verse 13. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. Not that he spoke, but he did not restrain it. He did not go further. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to see today that there are many things we, I know we are all not saying, oh, God is lying. Oh, the Bible is not true, but by most of our actions, we think the Bible is not true. We are so earthly minded, we are saying, about, and God is saying, I will honor the people that honor me. Maybe you haven't said it, but you, you do it by your action and by your life. Today I'm calling on you to analyze carefully and see, do you really believe his word? Do you really believe God? One day somebody came to see me and said, oh, I'm, I'm your daughter. I said, you are not my daughter. I said, how do you say you are my daughter? You see, by your behavior, you are not my offspring. But, you see, if you are my daughter or my son, I said, uh, I saw my, I was sitting on stage. I said, you see my children running here. When you see my children running around, you know they are my children. How do you know they are my children? They look like me somehow. So I said, if you are my son in the Lord or in the ministry, you will have some resemblance of me. 
I said, there's no resemblance. You are not a shepherd. You are nothing. You are just smiling nicely in the chair. Oh, hello, Bishop. Hello, Bishop. It doesn't make you a daughter. It just, you are just a nice person in the church. That's all. By your actions, you are not a daughter. You are a member and you are a VNP. We have different members in the church. VIP, VSP, VNP, VDP. VIP is a very important person. VSP is a very significant person. VNP is a very nice person. VDP is a very dangerous person. We are all, all members of the church. <laughs> so you are a VNP. <laughs> you are a VNP, but you are not a daughter. You are not a son. It's different. You want to see my sons in the ministry? They resemble me very much in the spirit. You can look at them carefully, you see. So at least there's something. You know, when sometimes some children, you can't see the similarities between them and their parents. But when you look closely, if so one day somebody told me, he said, hey, you walk like your father. I said, oh, who should I walk like? <laughs> Who's walking should I walk like? I have to walk like my father. I don't know any other walk in this house. I said, hey, when you throw your legs, I said, that is how I know how to walk. I didn't plan it. Hey, it's like my father, I just I have no apologies. So by your behavior, you are not a son. By your behavior, you are not a daughter. You say you are, but you are not. You are a VNP, or a VIP, a VSP, or VDP. <laughs> you know the v- VSPs in the church? Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea, these were the VSPs, significant people in the church. One or two noble people that, you know, are not so common to have such people in the midst of the congregation. Those are the VSPs. And that's why their names are mentioned. You have the masses, but you mentioned Arimathea. He wasn't a disciple, but he was uh, important. What are you saying by not saying? That's why the Bible says we are a saver of death unto them that are perishing. By our presence, we are always condemning people that they are going to hell. That's why unbelievers don't like us. When, when they see us and say, hmm, look at him. They said, when I used to work at the ward, I never told them that I was a pastor. I never, I don't know. These days, people want to go around and say, hey, me, you know, I'm a, my church, this is my church. People hate you because of the church. No, you don't understand. You go so much and say, me, my church, I'm this, you, have, you can make your stance and look. I don't want such things. I don't like, I'll bet you to my church if you come fine. You don't like my church, please. We are all working here. We are all civilians. We are all working here. I don't want any problem. We are all gentlemen on the course. <laughs> oh, people want to go and say, you know, I'm a believer. You know, my church, uh, uh, we are doing this program. And uh, you see, uh, you tell your boss, you know, my pastor said I should come early today because this is so, I want to, you know, uh, I want to go for a camp. And I want, look, they don't like such things. I don't know why you want to say so much. People hate the church. People hate the world. Our presence is a saver of death. And to those who are saved, we are a saver of life. We smell, when they see us, you know, the Bible says, Noah by, he prepared the ark, moved with fear. And he prepared the ark by the which he condemned the whole world. That thing that he did. You see, when they see you take your Bible and go to church, something is doing them. Say, hey, one day I will go to hell. Me and whole Sunday, I won't go to church. And yet we go because we don't understand. 
Yes, we must witness. But you don't have to go and behave like a child. On the ward, the small, when I was on duty, 8 o'clock, I knew. Sometimes, you know, if you are on duty, the ward is very quiet. You can leave by 8. I mean, you can leave even before 8. You know, cover. And I never left before 8. Because I know that if I leave at 7.45, 7.30, these people, because of what I am doing, and anything happens, it will not be easy for me. So you see, he calls himself a pastor. He says this and that, this and that. that. You should hear some of them in Kolebu when they talk. Yeah, you see, this is that. They hate you because you, 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 you remind them of hell, of the fact that they are condemned unless they repent. You remind them of the fact that soon when they see some of you, when they see you coming and hold and you realize that you are a different kind of person by the which you are condemning them. Your presence alone is an intimidation. Why do you think some of my lecturers have called me to pray for them in secret? Because all along they were watching me, they saw me, and they knew. They knew that this man stands for something. When they stand in their blocks, they, they see our church buildings here. And it worries some of them seriously. He says, For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ, in them that are saved and in them that perish. But to the one we are the savor of death unto death, and to the other the savor of life unto life. Who is sufficient of these days? 2 Corinthians 2, verse 16. So I want you to know, it's another kind of spoken without words. Jerry, what you do with your life tells us what you really believe. Although you haven't said, I don't believe in God, I, I don't think much of this, I don't think much of that. You are saying it. You are saying it. What are you saying today? Lift your hands to the Lord and ask the Lord for mercy. How many realize that we all say things that we have all said things that we haven't said, but we are saying? If you are, if you are saying things that you aren't saying, stand and let's all pray for mercy. <laughs> Lift your hands to the Lord. Speak to the Lord as we close service. Father, we thank you for your blessing today, Lord. We thank you for your word. Speak to the Lord. You said what you didn't say. You said what you didn't say. But you said it. And the Lord is saying you said it. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing, for your word today. Touch our lives. Touch our lives. Save us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Save us from the curse that came on Eli. He never said, I despise God. He never said, I don't esteem the Lord of God. That you bring us, oh God, to the right road in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your blessing, for your healing, for your word today. Just everybody lift your right hand to the Lord. Lift your right hand to the Lord. Ask the Lord for mercy. Say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, bring me to the right way. Mercy. To the right truth, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your healing, for your blessing. 
Oh yes, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's put down your hand. If you are here this evening, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, I want to pray for you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you. Come to me if you've lifted your hand. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God. Pray with pray for me. God bless you. Come. Come. If you don't come, you are saying I want to go to hell. You are not opening your mouth to say I want to go to hell, but you are saying that I want to go to hell. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Today, I receive Jesus as my Savior. Please forgive me for all my mistakes. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, I will serve you. I will follow you. I will obey you. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give them a clap offering. Please go with our pastor. This way. I'm preaching, and it happens a lot in Europe. You'll be preaching, they'll be sitting right here. They'll get up like this and walk out. Europe, they like it, but... If I'm there and I see a white person there and I'm preaching, I almost expect them to get up and walk out. It happens all the time. They, they are saying, damn you, nonsense. I can't take such rubbish. I'm walking out of here. And, and that is what people are saying. When we, without saying it, we are saying it. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.